As members of the Global Farmer Network, we believe agriculture is part of the solution, not part of the problem. We are committed to developing agricultural leaders and sharing their stories across the globe. We have one purpose, to amplify the farmer's voice. My voice. Mi voz. La mia voce. My voice. Welcome to Global Farmer Voices, a podcast by the Global Farmer Network where we invite farmers from around the world to share their stories and perspectives. Global Farmer Network was created at the end of 1999 and has gone through many changes over the past couple of decades. Today, the organization focuses on connecting and amplifying farmers' voices worldwide. To hear the full story of how the Global Farmer Network was formed, check out episode one. Hello, I'm Delaney Howell, host for this podcast series. Today, we'll hear from Judith DeVore, a Dutch dairy farmer, and Bill Kauser, a cattle producer from the United States, about their experiences as Global Farmer Network members and how it has led them to create a lifelong bond. Judith and Bill both have special agricultural stories, but their stories became even more remarkable when they met in June of 2022 at the Regional Farmer Training in Germany. The two were part of the same cohort class and found themselves bonding over agricultural advocacy and policy topics. Their unique bond went beyond just that week in Germany. Last year, Bill even invited Judith to visit his farm in Iowa. We kind of bonded already that week and he invited me over because when he, he said like, if you want to see real agriculture, you should come to Iowa for sure. And I was like, okay, yeah, we'll make it happen. Yes, so it's really amazing that this kind of week spent together led me to Iowa to Bill and see agriculture in Iowa. But then, you know, when you get that phone call and um, Bill, it's Judith, I'm coming over to Iowa, you know, <laughs> you kind of sit back and you go, oh my God, I'm, I finally have the chance to showcase, you know, agriculture in my state, in my country. And, you know, when I look at the perils that uh, Judith and her countrymen have to go to and what the possibilities of the challenges they have to farm and how they're going to be told to farm, I just found that need that we needed to bring pe people in one at a time, and Judith was number one, and how do we introduce her to those associations, whether it's cattle, pigs, feathers, corn, soybeans, and show the strength of farmers in associations to be able to go back to take those individuals to your government as the backbone of your industry. It was amazing because I learned that Bill knows pretty much everybody in <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> so um, he took me to Iowa State University for almost two days. And the best professors of ISU showed me around, took the time to talk to me. But also, he took me to the um, Secretary of Agriculture and the uh, Deputy Secretary, uh, Secretary of Agriculture. And it's really special that everybody is taking time to talk to me as a scholar from the Netherlands. And um, it wasn't not only 
those kind of conversations, but it was also Bill showing me at his farm with his family, and he organized an evening with dinner, and that whole week felt like home to me. Really, really warm, welcome, special. Yes, it was really amazing week. Well, and <laughs> you know, we kind of topped it off being a, a Cyclone fan. Um, I was very fortunate to get some tickets up in a skybox. And so, of course, I had to go to town and dress her in the Iowa State clothes, <laughs> and she fit. But it was. I mean, Judith and I both come from strong family ties and backgrounds and Christian backgrounds. And we think that this is so important that, that our farmers and, and most farmers and livestock people are in that uh, generation mood. I mean, if, if you're a farmer, you have faith. You know, who else is crazy enough to dig this little hole in the ground and you put this thing in it and you have faith that it's going to grow? Now that's faith. Bill and Judith's story mirrors that of many fresh-faced Global Farmer Network members, not yet realizing the deep relationships they're going to form with other farmers from different nations. Beyond that, the truth that Global Farmer Network members discover is that whether you're farming large-scale or small-scale, dairy or corn, in South America or Asia, farmers everywhere are extraordinarily similar. And that can resonate in a way that's deeper than words can describe. Well, that being said, though, I truly believe the livestock industry adds another strength to this because, you know, um, and we farm too, we plant crops, but, you know, every day, uh, Judith and I have to go out and tend our livestock. I mean, it's there's no questions asked. You just get up and you go out and you care for them. And it's a bond between the livestock and, and yourself that I know every load that leaves my place, I watch it drive out the, out the driveway. And thank God that I had the privilege to feed them. And they're going on to a, a better place to, to feed you know, the world. And um, when you look at the way uh, Judith uh, takes care of her dairy and takes care of her family, um, it's solid ground. Judith's visit was so impactful for so many others in the local central Iowa community outside of just Bill and Nancy Kauser's family. During her visit to Iowa in the fall of 2022, she and Bill toured together to a variety of different businesses and organizations, including Iowa State University and the Iowa Cattlemen's Association, a grassroots commodity organization that supports Iowa cattle producers, and of which Bill is a well-renowned member. After meeting with the Iowa Cattlemen's Association, an idea was formed to bring Judith in virtually as part of an upcoming roundtable discussion. Judith became a focal point of that convention. As she started talking, the room just kept filling and filling and filling. And by the end of the presentation, the room was full and Judith had full attention. No one else was in any, any other of the convention uh, seminars at that point. They'd all come in to hear the challenges of Judith's farm. Because of the livestock industry, because of the cattle industry, that's what's near and dear to the hearts of those guys in Iowa. To me, it was really special to be at home. It was like 11 p.m., but, you know, speak through Zoom <laughs> to a whole lot of farmers involved in agriculture and especially in, in cattle in Iowa and tell my story. And yeah, so that's, I guess, also one thing of the Global Farmer Network, the network, one thing is leading to another thing, like mm -hmm. me um, giving a presentation or able to speak at such a conference from uh, the Iowa Cattlemen Association. Yeah. 
Both Bill and Judith are livestock producers and are very actively involved in policy for their respective countries. They've begun to see some overlap in the policy challenges between other countries, including their own. Since joining Global Farmer Network and learning more about the ubiquitous issues and limitations that farmers face, Bill and Judith's message to consumers and policymakers has evolved. Just before I came to this, I went to uh, New Orleans to the NCBA convention, National Cattlemen's Convention, and um, there our state associations gather and we set national policy. And to me today, after spending um, time with Judith and, and the Global Farmers Network, you see those challenges that are starting to pop up in other countries. And it's so important that we in the United States here now make sure that we have policy in place to ward off what policy-driven decisions can do to individuals in livestock industry or farming industry that's not science-driven. And so with Judith's, um, you know, knowing her and knowing what she's gone through the past few years, it was really um, interesting to sit out in that crowd and stand up and say, listen, this is what's going on, which they all know what's going on in the European nation. But to be that close and to have that story so fresh and to be able to, um, you know, advocate for the world and, and whether it's traceability or whether it's, it's um, you know, not using nitrogen anymore, uh, we're able to put that policy together to make sure that we can live with it. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to do as good as I can with only the means that I'm having to tell the story as a, you know, what it's like to be a farmer. And, and, and sometimes not everybody is realizing what it takes for a farmer before food gets on somebody's plate. What we do with nature, we're not f working against nature, but we need the nature, we need the environment, we need good soils, we need healthy water quality, we need good air, we need uh, very good animal welfare. And I guess it's really important that, especially in policymaking processes, you tell what you do as a farmer. And um, so politicians and policymakers uh, are aware of uh, what you have to do as a, as a farmer. And yeah, how can, uh, and, and that farmers are also feeling responsible for the environment. Um, yeah, so as a farmer, it's really important to also uh, try to influence maybe the policymaking process. You know, I think one of the greatest things that, that Judith and I profess is that we're still going to give that consumer choice. You know, are you all natural? Are you vegetarian? Are you vegan? Um, that's okay. That's your choice. And we want to make sure that the consumer has the choice when they go to wherever they buy their food or, or grow their food. And, you know, coming away from, from Germany and after hearing the story of the European nation, you almost shiver because if, if that government decides to make them to go all natural, we as farmers understand the yield loss that will happen. And sitting in that airplane, all of a sudden you think, you know, there could be another level of starvation in the world because they're going to produce less because they're not letting the farmers farm their farm. No one knows these farms better than we do. Well, you come to us. We'll show you what's right. What, what changed for me is that I even got more convinced that we need to tell our story 
but also tell about other countries as well, what's going to happen or is able to happen. And also learn that a lot of countries or people or farmers don't understand what's going on. Ask a farmer. Ask what we do, why we do it, how we do it. And get informed and make decisions based on science and um, the knowledge of farmers. Yeah, I guess that's my message. That's the most important one to me. And I agree 100%. And the second message is, you know, Judith and I have been from people from all over the world. And I, there's a woman by the name of Patience from Africa. And, you know, all they want to do is feed their families. And all they want is the technology. And why is it so difficult for countries to accept science-based technology, whether it's seeds, whether it's some new thing that makes or produces, and all these people want to do is feed their families and their communities. Let them do their thing. I mean, it's all science-based. And let, these, let the politicians, it's time to get out of politics so we can feed our people. The story of Bill and Judith doesn't stop here. After the break, we hear from them about another recent opportunity they had to be together again in person. It was a nice, warm, sunny day, sitting on the veranda outside of Judith's house at her farm. The cows were moving in the background, birds chirping, and Judith's children were running around somewhere outside. This appeared to be just another day at the DeVore farm, but with two special guests, Bill and Nancy Kauser. Making the journey from the United States to Holland, or even hosting someone from another country, is no small undertaking. Yet to the two, it seemed like a simple choice. It's very easy to invite somebody over, you know? It's just, I'm holding this event, do you want to come on over? That's really easy. But that somebody's actually doing it, that's really very, very special. And um, I'm really happy that they're here and, you know, we're able to see my uh, family and farm and be part of this, this event. And... Um, yeah, so uh, it, it's great that they're here and took the time and effort and, and spend the money, I guess, uh, in, the, in being here, yes. Well, you know, after three meetings, um, and especially Judith made the effort last summer to come spend a week with us. And to be able to show her our government, our policies, um, how we do business, how we support each other as farmers through livestock and through um, farming operations, um, how we communicate in the United States. Um, what's our diplomacy like when you get to the higher levels of government? But then on the other hand, you know, we look at the families and, and you know, after being with Judith in those professional settings, um, we're ready to go to the next step, the family, we think. And especially after Nancy got to meet Judith. And, you know, when she came to, to Iowa, we were so tickled. She spent a whole week there. And, you know, you, you sit down and you have lunches and you, and you go to church together and, you know, break bread together. And she meets all your friends and, and you're so excited to show her off that it was not even a question for Nancy and I. When I said, Nancy, we've been invited to go to Holland and meet Judith and her family and help with this presentation. It wasn't even a question. Nance was on the computer and we had tickets. 
So at the same time, I feel kind of bad because, you know, they're uh, working really hard preparing the event and you have to be a good host and, you know, have them relaxed as well and show them around. But um, yeah, they were incredible help for me. You know, one thing that makes it real easy to come here is that we're, we're people that we're willing to share a message, you know, a very positive message. And we're also in the same industry. We're in the livestock industry. We, we, we raise grass, we raise maize, we raise cows, we, we have cats, we have horses, you know, and we have kids. And it's really easy to, um, to be on the same setting because you're kind of on the same level. And it's very simple to all of a sudden, it, it works. Judith's farm field event, like many of Judith and Bill's other endeavors, focuses on agricultural tourism and outreach, helping outsiders to the agricultural community better understand why and how farmers do what they do. It takes effort to connect with people who have such different lifestyles and experiences from yourself. And Bill and Judith know firsthand how challenging yet rewarding that can be. To me, that's who I am. I want to sit or be in front of those people that, I don't want to call them non-believers, but non-trusters or have questions because um, I think both Judith and I would agree, we're tired of the naysayers, the people that sit back and, and talk about what we do, how we do it, um, and, and don't actually ask us the question, but to be able to have them sit in front of us, show, tell, touch, uh, smell, feel, um, that's who we are, and, and we're not afraid of a question, and if we don't know the answer, we're going to find it out for you, because we do. We have that um, technology today to be able to figure those things out. I, I noticed that if there's people coming visiting our farms that maybe question the way I farm, um, most of the time it's because they're worried about something, so I take them very seriously as well. I'm, I feel obligated uh, to listen to them, to um, trying to understand what they're actually worrying about or feel troubled about. Um, and that doesn't mean that I have all the answers to their questions or I can immediately change, but I really want to listen instead of only telling this is how I farm and this is, you know, the right way to farm. It's, 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 it's like an, yeah, a two-way relationship kind of thing with the visitors. If you really want to make a connection as farmers, you have to be a good listener as well. And you know, for us to both be in animal agriculture, it puts us on a different level because all of a sudden we're dealing with a living creature and everybody's really fuzzy and warm about the creatures on this earth. And we want to make sure that they understand um, this is how we do it and this is why we do it. It's about health, it's about comfort, it's about their environment. It's no different than how we live. We want to make sure we're comfortable and, and have plenty to eat and the right food to eat and the right balance to eat. And that's what we're about is to make sure that that livestock that we have the privilege of being in charge of, you know, while we're on this mortal earth, why um, we're doing it the right way. The, the best way possible that we know today. And hopefully, you know, as Judith's generation comes up, um, um, it's, it's just going to get better. And I guess if, if people ask critical questions to me, it also means that I have to really think about why we're doing this, because sometimes you do 
things because you do it like, I don't know, 10, 15 uh, years already. But, you know, these questions are helping me um, thinking about what I'm doing and can things be improved or better. Sometimes it's very good that somebody from outside agriculture or outside farming is asking you the questions. Knowledge transfer is a theme that runs deep in Judith and Bill's relationship, as well as in their interactions with others, both inside and outside of the agricultural industry. At Judith's farm, the two communicated freely all week. Their deep conversations, often around the dinner table, centered around important issues, questions, and potential solutions. Conversations like these are a starting point for positive change, informing practices and policy changes across the globe. And these conversations are happening with farmers everywhere. After the event concluded, the two returned to their daily lives, living an entire ocean's distance apart. But Bill and Judith look forward to staying in touch with each other and the rest of the Global Farmer Network group through texting and social media. There may even be some other Mina plans in the works. But for these two farmers, it's never goodbye, just goodbye for now. Nowadays, it's really easy just, you know, uh, text uh, um, a photo or it, it can be very on a on short thing. And I'm sure that in the future somewhere we will meet again, uh, if possible, um, if, if life's good for us, you know, and um, yeah, we'll see. And maybe Bill will give me a phone call in a day. I'm hosting this event and I can use some help. Do you want to come on over? And, you know, already um, in 2024, I know in last summer, 2022, during our Farm Progress show, at the last minute, Gabriel from uh, Uruguay said he was coming with, you know, the Uruguayans. And so the wild idea goes, well, let's host a summer barbecue during the Progress show and invite all the Nuffield Scholars and all the Global Farmer Networks that are in the country at that time. So already we've planned an event in August of 2024 that we're going to host on that Wednesday night of the Farm Progress Show. And anybody that's close within our country, let's have a barbecue. Let's yeah. get together. Let's reunite because we have an opportunity here. And like Judith is going to be in the States next year. And already we're going, wow, where are you going? Can we drive up here to, to meet you guys and maybe have supper and just say hello? Um, mm -hmm. So I tell you what, it's, in nowadays, it's, it's, you have to make the effort. And if you don't, wow. it's your fault. And, and I guess, you know, maybe we will see each other in, I don't know, five years, for example, but then it's okay. okay. And if you see each other in five years, it probably will be like, it's like yesterday since we talked to each other, right? Wow, what a powerful story. Two farmers living completely different lives, yet so connected through their journey with Global Farmer Network. If you're interested in learning more about the Global Farmer Network's mission and its members, seeing some of the things the organization is doing, and finding out how you can get involved, please visit globalfarmernetwork.org. And if you'd like to support Global Farmer Network through a donation, you can do so at globalfarmernetwork.org forward slash donate. If you enjoyed the podcast today, please be sure to subscribe and follow Global Farmer Network on social media, Facebook, Twitter, 
Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and YouTube. Until next time, I'm Delaney Howell, and this is the Global Farmer Voices Podcast.